Hello everyone, this is Mike Hutton with One Christian Things. As you can perhaps see or hear, I'm attempting to do something a little bit different today. I'm recording myself talking while driving, and I'm doing that for a few reasons. The first reason is that I realized just recently that I have far more thoughts that I want to get out there, that I want to have conversations about, than I have time. So previously with my previous podcasting method I would think about a certain topic and then write out a a cohesive argument or a cohesive episode and then record and whatever else it would take a lot of time to do that I would think about something for usually a couple weeks before I had it clear in my head and it would take some time to, to write and edit that and what I found is that I have other thoughts that kind of get lost that I forget about things that I think up during the day that I want to relay to people, but I don't have the time to write it down. Another reason is that my my favorite podcast, my favorite YouTube channels, they're all a little bit more candid. Uh, they're all a little bit more organic. The, the episodes or videos are a little bit more free-flowing. So I kind of wanted to pursue that idea and see if I can uh, create a bit of a different product. Perhaps it'll be a little bit less polished, a little bit less clear. Hopefully I can still get my thoughts out in a way that is is still beneficial and still helps people. Today specifically I'm recording while driving because I have a bunch of driving to do. I'm spending a little bit of time on the road. And for the past few years I've When I have driving to do, I've largely driven in silence. I don't listen to a lot of stuff while driving. For me, it's a time to think. Um, It's almost kind of like a a meditative time. So I know my wife gets really annoyed because I like to drive in silence. She likes to listen to stuff. It doesn't really work out that well, Um, but that's a different issue. So today I wanted to talk about something that I kind of heard on a, a different podcast It was just an idea and I want to dig into it a little bit more. So I was listening to an episode put out by the Ezra Institute. Ezra Institute, the Ezra Institute, by the way, is is fantastic. If you're interested in worldview and culture, I really appreciate the stuff that they put out. But I was listening to one of their episodes. And in that episode, Joe Boot was talking about the idea that right now, democracy across the world is not working as democracy should. Right now we're in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic. It's January 22nd. Where I live in Ontario, we've, we're facing some of the harshest lockdowns we've had since the start of the pandemic. I know a lot of people are quite upset about it. They don't know what to do. Um, what I want to try to do today is kind of explain what's going on. So Joe Bu made the point, and this is a point that's that was that he said was coming from members of provincial parliament, basically the people's representative in provincial government. What's happening is scientists, virologists who understand the COVID-19 virus, they are basically coming up with recommendations for the, for the government, policy recommendations to help decrease the spread of the virus. The government takes those recommendations and basically spreads it among the representatives, the people's representatives in parliament and 
creates policies, enforces, ultimately just enforces policies to, to decrease the spread of the virus. So then what's happening is essentially kind of a, a technocratic dictatorship. The policies are coming from the top. No longer do the people's representatives have any say. Um, the reason for that is because most people, or the reason given at least, is that most people trust scientists more than they trust politicians. So we're going to listen to the scientists on this one. I call it a dictatorship because the policies are coming from the top. The policies aren't coming from the people. In a democracy, what should be happening is that the representatives represent their people, represent their concerns, represent um, their ideas, thoughts, considerations, needs, wants, everything else. The representatives get together and come up with policy to help their people out, to, to support their people however they can. But right now, the policies are coming from the top. The policies are coming from the experts. The policies are coming from the scientists and the virologists without consideration as to what the individual what the individual's concern is. The representatives have very little say with what's going on. So I wanted to dig into this a little bit. I wanted to I want to show that what is happening with the COVID-19 pandemic is actually a clash between worldviews. Ultimately ultimately it's a clash between the scientific worldview and the Christian worldview. To show this, what I first want to do is kind of define the scientific method. The scientific method is a method to understand, a method to know the world around us. The scientific method allows us to establish facts about how the world around us operates. The way they do that is scientists create a hypothesis. A hypothesis is basically just an educated guess. And then the scientists conduct experiments to attempt to actually disprove that hypothesis. Um, if you manage to disprove the hypothesis, then your educated guess, your hypothesis, is not a fact, is not a scientific fact. But if you fail, to disprove your hypothesis and you do multiple experiments over and over and over again and you still feel to fail to disprove that hypothesis, then over a long enough time, your hypothesis becomes a scientific fact. You fail to disprove it. Now this, is, this method is notably different than worldview, especially worldview how, uh, especially how most people see worldview. As individuals, we are we have a bias for information that supports our worldview. That's called a confirmation bias. So with my worldview, admittedly a Christian worldview, I am most likely to seek out information that supports my worldview. If I come across information that disproves or goes against my worldview, I'm very likely to discredit it or find a reason why that information is wrong or ignore it. That's what we do as humans. We're all subject to confirmation bias. We all seek out information primarily that supports our, our worldview. But the scientific method actually does the opposite. It attempts to disprove your hypothesis, your educated guess. So if a scientist thinks something, then they attempt to disprove that. Now it's interesting, 
if science is continuously, if scientists are continuously, um, well, if scientists are not acting in that manner, not attempting to disprove their hypothesis, they're no longer scientists. Just keep that in mind. Now, the scientific method is very different than the scientific worldview I referenced earlier. I said earlier that what we're seeing with the COVID-19 pandemic is a clash between the scientific worldview and the Christian worldview. The scientific method is very different than the scientific worldview. You see, the scientific method allows us to determine what is. Facts about the material world around us. Science really can't do much else. It can, it's very useful for that. It's given us um, a much better standard of living. It's given us all sorts of useful technology, but the scientific method is very limited in that it can only determine what is. Now the scientific worldview attempts to take those facts that the scientific method determines and it tries to tell us what ought to be. So it takes the scientific method, which tells us what is, and attempts to tell us what ought to be, which the scientific method cannot do. And that's, that's how I define the scientific worldview. It attempts to use science to tell us what ought to be. Now, if the scientific method is so useful in, tell, in telling us what is, why can't it tell us what ought to be? Well, a simple explanation of that is, with the scientific method, we can basically have an infinite set of facts. But if we want to determine what ought to be, then we have to determine which of those facts is most important. Um, and by doing so, if we, if we prioritize a certain group of facts, well, we're already determining what ought to be the most important facts, and science can't help us with that. Science can only tell us what is. An easy example of this, just, it's, it's not a complete example, but it's just an example to give you an idea of what I'm talking about, is the difference between a botanist and an environmentalist, both scientists. So a botanist might say, CO2 is great. CO2 is what helps plants grow. In the normal air we breathe, CO2 sits at around, I don't know, 300, 400 parts per million. But in a greenhouse, we give the plants 800 parts per million CO2 because it helps the plants to grow. But an environmentalist might say, yeah, but CO2 is a greenhouse gas. CO2 is contributing to global warming. Thus, we must decrease CO2 as much as possible. And then with those two facts, that CO2 is a greenhouse gas, but CO2 also helps plants grow, we have to determine what's most important. What's the priority? Just the facts can't tell us that. Plants are important. We need plants for oxygen, we need plants to eat, we need plants so animals can eat, but is that more important or less important than the global temperature rising a few degrees? Science can't tell us that. Now I understand this is a limited example, but it's all I'm trying to show with this example is that science can only give us a collection of facts. It can't tell us what ought to be. It can't tell us how we should be acting, what we should do in certain situations. It can't tell us morality. And that's what the scientific worldview is attempting to do. Sam Harris is a great example of this. Sam Harris attempts to take scientific fact and use it to create a system of morality. 
Um, for anyone who who understands Christian worldview well, his books are very, very shallow, very like they, they are clearly misguided. They don't hold up to scrutiny. I think it's William Lane Craig um, does a very good job of, of picking apart Sam Harris's arguments. Science simply can't tell us what ought to be. But that's exactly what scientists are attempting to do right now with the COVID-19 pandemic. So again, scientists who understand viruses, who understand epidemics, who understand those things in their realm, are now creating policy for how we should act. In that policy, they've determined that what is utmost priority is the preservation of human life at this time. That is their utmost priority. Which, you know, to a certain point is understandable. Human life is important to preserve. But that is in direct opposition to the Christian worldview. Human life is not the utmost priority to preserve. Human life is important. We acknowledge that as Christians, we're made in the image of God and thus human life should be preserved where possible, but it is not of the utmost importance to, Christi- to, to Christians, to people who subscribe to the Christian worldview. Things that are more important than the simple preservation of human life are things like salvation, uh, your standing with God, your, your relationship with Christ, um, and how you live out those things in your daily life. Those are far more important than simply staying alive. There's more to life than just staying alive. And that's where the the current scientific worldview and the Christian worldview clash right now. We're seeing that clash happen. As Christians, we can say with Paul, to live is Christ, but to die is gain. And that's a denial of of the priority behind the COVID-19 pandemic. The priority there is the preservation of human life. But we as Christians say, to die is gain. So there's a there's a fundamental difference there. The, the place that I'm going with, um, like where I'm going with this is ultimately showing that this COVID-19 pandemic, it's not just about government authority. It's not about listening to government. It's about worldview. It's it's far deeper than simply your understanding of how of, of government authority. This is about worldview. It's about the scientific worldview, people accepting science and then essentially turning it into religion, trying to use science to tell us what ought to be. It's about that worldview put up against the Christian worldview. And they are diametrically opposed. Science denies the Christian worldview, science, that well, the scientific worldview, I should say, the scientific method does not deny the Christian worldview. Scientific method only tells us what is. The scientific worldview, which attempts to use science to tell us what ought to be, denies the existence of God. You can see that in the theory of evolution that denies any creator. Um, it denies Christian morality. Uh, there's this idea that that uh, it's the sort of the party of science that has given us abortion. That abortion is a, is a positive, and Sam Harris says this too. Abortion is a, is a 
positive because we can scientifically prove that the access to abortion is good for women. But that's opposed to the Christian worldview. So what we're seeing is, like I said, it's a clash between the scientific and the Christian worldviews. Now, the reason that this is important is what I'm seeing today is people are starting to see the failure of the scientific worldview, whether they like it or not. I see a lot of people, um, people close to me and and just other people who I interact with on a day-to-day basis, they are getting pretty upset at the government for imposing all these restrictions. What they... Whether they, whether they realize it or not, what is happening is that they're starting to see the downfall of the scientific worldview. The scientific worldview is collapsing. Science is saying we should stop the spread of COVID. COVID is, is deadly for humans. We have to stop the spread of, of COVID. But people are saying, no, there's more important things out there. Whether they're Christians or not, whether they realize that the scientific worldview is, is influencing them or not, people are starting to say no. The scientific worldview is not the authority. So I find that very interesting. The further we go into lockdowns, the stricter the lockdowns become, the more people are realizing that the scientific worldview does not stand up to scrutiny. The scientific worldview does not represent what is most important to them. It does not consider um, their implicit or explicit morality. It does not consider what is meaningful in their life. The scientific worldview right now is not allowing us to to develop relationships, to get together, to worship, to do all sorts of things that are quite important to our, our quality of life. And people are saying no. People are realizing that this doesn't work. So the positive of this is, is we're seeing the collapse of the scientific worldview. And we're seeing that through a a technocratic dictatorship that people are very upset with. Previously, science was held as kind of the the best form of knowledge. The secular worldview, it was all about science. Science was sort of the tippy top of acquiring knowledge, but now people are starting to see that crumble. Science can't give you everything. Science can give you morality. It can't put meaning in your life. It can't define what you ought to do, what you should do as an individual in your personal life. And this is a this is a great thing. My perception on the COVID-19 lockdowns has, has changed recently, just today actually. I realized that the more the government tries to impose stricter and stricter legislation, the more people will realize that the scientific worldview um, does not stand up to scrutiny it does not represent them which is a great thing because when people lose their worldview they have to replace it with something else when people um, realize that their worldview does not does not give meaning to their life does not um, give them that the morality that they see as innate it does not represent them then they'll be looking for another worldview another way to explain the world another way to provide meaning in their life. And this is where Christianity can come in. Yes, I understand our evangelism opportunities as Christians right now is quite limited. There's only so much we can do. Live streams are great, but they're not the same as as meeting together. They're not the same as, as holding evangelism events. Right now we're limited, but 
when restrictions ease, it will be a, a great opportunity for Christians to present their worldview. Because the scientific worldview is crumbling. People are noticing. Just about everybody I talk to, save a few, like the number of people I can count on one hand, everyone else is realizing that the government is not representing them. Right now, the government lockdowns are not taking into consideration their lives. And that's because the government lockdowns are based on the scientific worldview. Therefore, the scientific worldview can no longer represent people's lives, and people are realizing that. So Christians have an opportunity here. As the COVID-19 restrictions ease, we have the opportunity to spread the gospel, to share the Christian worldview and share it with all the meaning, all the hope, all the joy that the Christian worldview can bring. So I say to the government, bring on the lockdown, bring it on because people will become more and more disenfranchised with government authority and the scientific worldview. And when people become disenfranchised with that, they will be looking for something else. That's where the Christian worldview can step in. So I hope this is, this is an encouraging thing for you guys. Um, I think, Perhaps uh, it kind of it kind of reflects our, our our God's plan, our God's plan for salvation for the world. Um, I think it's a it's a very hopeful way of looking at the pandemic and at the at the lockdowns that that bother us that uh, restrict our freedoms, restrict our lives. I think it's a great way to look at things. Um, Hopefully that uh, that helps you view the pandemic a little bit differently. Uh, if you have any any comments about this uh, this new presentation method, feel free to let me know. Let me know on Facebook, uh, my my One Christian Things Facebook page, or or email me. Uh, my email is oct at allmail.net. Oct, which stands for One Christian Things, at a l l m a i l dot net. I'm looking at expanding my my social media presence as well to other platforms. If you have other platforms that you would like to see me on, feel free to let me know. Let me know what uh, kind of what platforms you're on. Right now is a very interesting time that uh, that people are getting are quite dissatisfied with the, the normal Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, whatever. So a lot of other social media outlets are popping up. Let me know what you would like me to to or where you would like to see my content. Um, if you have any other comments, questions, concerns, feel free to let me know. Otherwise, I hope that this, uh, this episode has been, has been helpful for you. And until next time, keep thinking.